This is the Arm Subject Matter Expert Podcast, hosted by Justin Poulin. Tune in every month as we speak with industry experts to highlight success stories and solutions from the field that advance the healthcare supply chain. And now, Justin Poulin with this month's expert. Welcome to this episode of the ARM Subject Matter Expert Series. I'm Justin Poulin, and joining me now is Preston Hall, Director of Materials Management at the Pennsylvania Mountains Care Network. And Preston, we're going to be talking all about the fellow program through ARM today, uh, of which you are a fellow. So we'll get a little bit more into your story in the process, but I wanted to welcome you to the SME podcast here with Arm and and maybe just have you introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about your background. Yeah, my name is Preston Hall. I'm Director of Materials Management and I actually started in construction, sweeping floors, driving truck, then ended up becoming a purchasing agent at that construction company. Then I moved because I got married and moved to a small community that had no construction companies of that size. So I ended up selling cars because you got to pay the bills. During that process, I ended up also doing all their purchasing for radio and print ads, moved from there to a juvenile detention facility, and was supposed to be in the accounting department. But once again, somehow I ended up mutating into a buyer. And at that point, I decided maybe I needed to just concentrate on purchasing. And so I took a job at my local community hospital, being their buyer, and then worked my way up through the ranks from there. What an interesting background, Preston. And, you know, even that media sales, what a, what a change that has gone through as an industry since that time. That's, that's really cool. So you, you take the job and then you what? Learn about ARM and begin to sort of pursue professional development to get some expertise in healthcare. How did that, how did that all evolve? Yeah, when I was at my first hospital, they were a member of Quorum. And at that time, Quorum offered some educational, a whole series of five educational classes. And fortunately, it was at more profitable time than it is now. And my CFO didn't hesitate to send me to those classes in Nashville and learned a lot, learned a lot about healthcare and and ORs and lab and everything else and truly invaluable training. And I don't think that most places are doing that anymore, which is a shame. That's so true. And, you know, Mike Schiller and I talked on the January ARM Updates podcast about the renewed focus of ARM to dial in on training and education. And so, you know, it's interesting that you talk about that, you know, different times, different budgets available for that kind of professional development. And yet at the same time, we're seeing a lot of turnover in this industry, a lot of new blood coming in, I would say, from outside of healthcare. And healthcare is so very unique. And I'm sure you learned that very quickly when, you know, you started working with the local community hospital. But I want to add a piece here, which is you're so aligned on that training and education component of how we re-envision, I would say, supply chain, you know, in the coming years, as it's obviously gone through a lot of rapid change recently. You're teaching the CMRP prep course at National Arm. Is that correct? Yeah, I've been doing that, co-teaching it since 2015. And also when they have their virtual instructor-led trainings for the last five or six years, Laura and I have been doing that as well. And actually, she she and I both went to North Texas and Georgia ARM chapter meetings and presented it there over the years. So it's a passion. I, you know, 
it's something I, I think we need to let people know what it takes to be certified. And I, the CMRP is the first step on that journey. Yeah. Well, I know you're going to share some statistics with us because the CMRP is the first step. But, you know, if you continue down that path, you're going to wind up where you are, Preston, which is an ARM fellow. So how did how and when did you become a fellow? And maybe you could even talk a little bit about, you know, your experience or maybe your motivations for becoming a fellow. Well, I'll tell you, when I was at those those classes, about halfway through, another fellow joined me. His name was Mickey Sparrow. He's from Toomey in South Carolina, which is now gone, but and he's retired. But he came over to me and said, okay, I've got to ask. I started in healthcare a year behind you because he came out of the Air Force. And I'm a fellow, and I'm on the fellow committee, and yet you're not. What's up? And I said, well, you know, I sort of came up with a bunch of excuses as to why I never pulled it <laughs> off. And, you know, finally he said, well, I challenge you, you know, either come up with a real excuse or get your stuff together and get it done. And I went, okay, I guess I really can't come up with an excuse. So I took just under a year and I was recognized at uh, ARM 16. Wow. Fantastic. Okay. So I do, I'm going to ask you a lot more about the process, right? And I like how, you know, your story highlights, sometimes we need to be challenged, you know, not just encouraged, but challenged, you know, to take that leap and what the benefits can be. We'll talk about here in a second too. But so as we kind of define the ARM fellow program, what is it and how many fellows, you know, are there out there right now? Well, a fellow is the object of this program is to recognize the top of our profession. It's not necessarily like the CMRP. You could be a, a purchasing assistant or a buyer or in the storeroom and or become a CMRP. But the purpose of the fellow is to say that, you know, it's a it's supposed to recognize the top of our profession. So that would be your directors, your VPs. It actually is looking for leadership. That's the kind of positions that it's looking for. When it comes to fellow, there's basically two classifications. There's the regular fellows that are within there. Now, I, I'll tell you, the fellow does renew kind of weird. It, instead of being like every three years, like CMRP, it renews every three to five years. It gives you that flexibility. That, you know, if you want to stretch it out and make it five years long, you could still be a fellow. But after you've renewed the third time, then you become a lifetime fellow. Uh. And so most people try to renew it on the three-year cycle so they can get it done within nine years instead of renewing it on the five-year cycle and taking 15. So there's 25, currently there are 25 regular fellows and there are 26 lifetime fellows and about half of those lifetime fellows are retired. So on paper, it looks like there's 51 in the country. There's probably closer to 40 that are active. Yeah. That are active. And, you know, I, I just think that really helps you to set yourself apart that uh, there's only 50 in the, you know, in the country. Yeah. I almost feel like you should position it that way if you become a fellow to, to also highlight to leadership in your organization how unique, you know, that, you know, being a fellow is, and especially, you know, amongst all of the various professionals that are out there in the industry. Put it in context for me. How many CMRPs 
are there versus, you know, that number of maybe like 40-ish active uh, fellows? Sure. Well, there's about 3,260 ARM members, and there's about 2,000 CMRPs in the country at any one time. And according to the last membership survey, there are 683 of those 3,200 ARM members that have an MBA. But that's still take that's still a lot more than uh, fifty one fellows. Yeah. So you're kind of talking about this a little bit, but maybe go a step further with how do you feel like becoming an ARM fellow really sets you apart? Like obviously there's the numbers game where there are not that many, so it really sets you into a distinguished crowd. But what are some other things, you know, maybe within the organization, maybe opportunities that are available to you by being an ARM fellow? How, how does that really represent your commitment to the profession? Well, you know, I, I think a, a big part of the fellow is the name fellow. Now, it doesn't mean that much to a lot of people, but with those C-suite executives, they're working to become a fellow of ASHI. You know, the doctors went to a fellowship to become an orthopedic fellow. And so, whereas in many worlds, that word fellow doesn't really constitute a whole lot, in most of the medical world, or at least the C-suite and physician world, that gets you recognition that I really obviously support the CMRP, but it certainly does not get you the recognition that saying to a doc, hey, I'm, I'm a fellow of ARM, that just gets a different level of respect from them that you would ever get by just saying, oh, I'm a CMRP or, or you know, in my case, I'm also a certified purchasing manager. And, you know, whereas those were important to me, but I get recognition, actually, probably the best recognition I got was the day I got back from that meeting in, in 2016. Uh, my my boss walked into my office and said, I've got to run to a meeting, but I just wanted to tell you, I'm giving you a $5 an hour raise. And, wow. And then he turned around and walked out. Now, <laughs> I kept hoping that it wasn't the fellow because then maybe he would walk in and do it again. <laughs> but in all my years, he never did. And so I got to take the coincidence that he obviously understood what a fellow was. I didn't get any raise for the CMRP. And judging from the number of CMRPs that I talked to, the vast majority don't. But, you know, I I did get that raise, you know, the day I walked back in. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, we have to address that part about the CMRP too. Like, I feel like that's something to definitely tackle. But to your point, I feel like you're, you're using terminology that people that are not in supply chain can understand. And at a time when we're really having a unique opportunity to elevate the industry, you know, to the C-suite and to a lot of the other decision-making partners, I would say, you know, physicians being one throughout the organization, fellow does have more of a broad sort of recognition, whereas CMRP, it's like, unless you're in supply chain, you may not know what that means or the significance or even what that process might look like. So I couldn't agree more with why it's valuable and how it can also be so easily recognized 
and bring credibility and why that is important, I think, for all of us. So let's ask a couple of more questions, which is more informational for the audience. They may have heard about the fact that they could become an ARM fellow, but you know, what are the requirements and what's the process? Sure. First requirement is you have to be a member of ARM. Second requirement is you have to be a CMRP for two years before you can apply. You need to be a CMRP for three years before you become, before you get your fellow. But since that normally takes about a year, they let you apply after two. Then the, there's certification points. You need to collect a total of 19 and they're not that hard. So on continuing education, your experience, your professional activities, you know, you just, there's a form you fill out what you've done and, and it's pretty simple on that. The, the harder one is that you need to pick a topic and write an outline of the paper that you're going to do. The hardest part, and it's actually, I thought it was the hardest part and it was the, the, what made it a detriment to me starting all those years was that you have to pick a topic and you have to write a paper and it needs to be peer reviewed by those people that are on the arm fellow committee. And we have had a couple people that have, you know, gone full bore into the paper when they applied and no, we're not recommending that we're recommending that you pick your topic, write an outline, and that's all you need to submit. And at that point, we evaluate it and see whether that paper is, you know, is it going to be enough on it or is it too broad? You know, is it too specific or is it too broad? And to fill out a, a quality paper. And so we might add or delete things. And if you've spent time pre-writing the whole thing, then you're going to be in trouble. Mm. That That's great to get some of those tips and tricks for being successful with it. We're just about out of time, but I kind of want to make sure everybody knows where they can get more info. I know it's available on the ARM website, but do you want to kind of point them in the right direction, Preston? Yeah, actually, the probably the easiest thing, because I was trying to come up with the actual right link, and I went to Google and I typed in ARM fellow, and it took me right to the to the fellow page on the ARM website. And, you know, the applications there, the requirements are there. You can just work through those and see what there is. And when you uh, do apply and your topic gets selected, you do get assigned a mentor who will help you work through that process and create your final paper. Uh, that's great that there's support that's provided. I think that can be really critical, especially with, you know, the kind of the demands on everybody's time these days. And you're right. If you type in Arm Fellow into your web browser, you'll be able to get probably the very first thing will pop up will be the link. It is also www.arm.org slash about slash leadership slash fellow. So I'll kind of point everybody in that direction. But Preston, I really appreciate you sharing kind of the stories of your personal experience. I think it's also important to have some some tips for it and know that there's going to be support. And so I'm going to challenge everybody who's listening to become a fellow, just like you were challenged that has led you to be, you know, one of the 40-ish active ARM fellows. And I think we can do our industry a great deal of service by continuing to seek those out and gain recognition and attention, especially from our C-level counterparts 
in our healthcare organizations. Because to your point about the CMRP, maybe that's the first step to getting more attention on the importance of those kinds of trainings when budgets are tight right now, Preston. So being an advocate for the rest of the people on your team as a fellow is also a great deal of benefit, you know, from a leadership perspective. So thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Armed Subject Matter Expert Podcast. For additional resources, visit our website at arm.org. That's A-H-R-M-M dot org. Tune in next month for another edition of the Armed Subject Matter Expert Podcast. Podcast.